0: is there a desire in you to not just attend revival but live in revival welcome to the revival lifestyle podcast i'm your host isaiah Saldivar. i've been in revival for the last 10 years as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the united states i'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis please help me welcome apostle ryan the strange tonight apostle ryan the strange how you doing tonight
1: I'm good. I am so glad we're talking about this because we were discussing before we went live, you know, this is a season where globally people have been under heaviness. There is so much negativity in the church, outside the church, and in many ways, all of us are combating Forms of curses. I know there's going to be people that say, wait a minute, not me. I'm saved. I am too, but we'll break it down for you. I'll tell you the enemy tries to trespass and we've got to serve him an
0: eviction notice. And that's what we're going to do tonight so good apostle ryan i love that you said that because so many people and i know in the chat right now are thinking exactly what you just said i'm a believer there's no demons that are attacking me there's no curses there's no nothing and what happens is we live in this perpetual cycle of lack of not having and we have this constant demonic bondage but because we're in denial we're not able to get free and one of the things i always tell people is you have to come to the grips with the fact that even though you're saved you're full of the holy ghost you're a believer there is still power the devil still has power the bible says he's a roaring lion the Bible says in Ephesians, he's the prince of the power of the air. God, Jesus said he's the God of this world. The Bible says he's the God of this world. And so there is still a real enemy. And in fact, I was just thinking about today, the word curse is found over 200 times in the Bible. So guys, I want to say this. It's not some abstract biblical principle. This is all throughout scripture and we rarely hear about it today. I mean, if you think about and you ask yourself this, when's the last time my pastor preached on curses or when's the last time I saw a Christian book in the Christian bookstore on breaking curses? Sadly, we have very few people in the body of Christ that are believing that are getting deliverance that are getting free and one of the evidences that you're under a curse is the absence of the blessing of God and so curses come when you disobey God blessings come when you when you obey God and I really believe you know if you can be sick then you can have a demon you can also have a curse and I think a lot of people preach no such thing as curses no such thing as demons of course we can get sick we know that but you guys have to understand just because Jesus broke the power of the curse doesn't mean necessarily he broke the presence of the curse and I know a lot of people say well didn't Jesus come and break the curse on the cross well according to Galatians 3 the Bible says he broke the curse of the law and the curse of sin so there's a curse of the law and the curse of sin but what about the other hundred plus curses in the Bible and so I really believe that this is the time to preach on this to share about this to break this at the very end guys we're going to pray to break curses because I believe it's very important for the generation the hour that we're living in and I really believe that we need to get back to the Biblical foundations of what does the Word of God Say and then start applying that scriptures i would love for you apostle just to share some of your experiences with curses even i know you have a testimony about a word curse that you dealt with and i think for me and you could share on this as well i think word curses are one of the most common curses in the life of specifically the believer
1: Yeah, I do too. I did. I had an experience with the word curse, and I want to explain this. I believe these are the most common types of curses believers are dealing with. And let me just make a bold statement. I would say that right now, every single citizen of planet Earth in some way is confronting word curses. Let me Mm. explain it to you, because we're dealing with what's been labeled globally as a pandemic. And in the reporting on this pandemic in People's daily conversations and all these sorts of things, just us processing what's going on. There is a lot of stuff that is being spoken over your life, over people. They are saying, you know, more people are gonna be depressed, more people are gonna have anxiety. And I realize these are professionals trying to navigate through this space. However, there's power in the realm of the spirit, what is spoken over you. In the Old Testament, uh, Jewish believers were instructed, followers of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph, they were instructed to lay their hands. Upon their children and pronounce A blessing I tell people The opposite of a curse is a blessing What's the first thing God did When he created man he blessed Them and what is the will Of Satan the work of Satan in the earth To curse he wants to curse People the kingdom of God is voice Activated when we get saved We believe in our heart and we speak With our mouth so the enemy Understands this the enemy understands The power of decree the power Of declarations I wrote this in the book A word curse is a demonic announcement that opens up a realm of the spirit to enforce the plans of hell. Think of it as a key that opens it up. And so I dealt with this uh, early on and didn't know what I was dealing with. What happened was this. I had a relative who was almost like a second or surrogate father to me. He loved God. He loved me. He was not always uh, in control of his emotions. And sometimes you guys have family members or friends like that. And so I had had a very strong encounter with the Lord and God told me to go to Bible college. Now, the story was this, that it required me to leave everything that was comfortable. Uh, I lived where you live on the West Coast and the Bible college I was going to was in the southeast United States. And so I went to this relative and I began to tell them, hey, this is what God is stirring me up to do because they did not want me to go they immediately begin to speak some things over me. And they begin to say to me, uh, you're not called. You're not going to make it. Uh, you're, th- you're not going to prosper. And they begin to say all of these things from a place of hurt. So there's two types of people that curse you with word curses. There are people who know what they are doing. And they are operating boldly in the power of witchcraft. And in the church world, people do this. People Come get offended on. with their master and then say, well, I'm going to leave the church. So I'm calling Ichabod over the church and let the church fall down and do all this crazy stuff. That is witchcraft. And when we begin to do that uh, with a boldness, And an audacity because we're offended, because we're angry, uh, because we are doing whatever we're doing. We're operating in witchcraft and real witches. And those bound by demon spirits that come to disrupt and break up ministries and families and churches, they use the power of word curses. And so that's one type of person. But the second type of person, and this is where we've got to deal with ourselves as the church, and we need to pray a Psalms 51 prayer, God created me a clean heart, is Christians that are not walking in the fruit of the spirit and we begin to curse people and curse places and speak things oftentimes from a place of ignorance in other words we don't know what we're doing and that was what happened to me now you might say well ryan you're just being exaggerated you're just overreacting i'm not i promise i go to bible college and uh, to make a long story short i'm in a deliverance process I'm a first-generation preacher. I had all kinds of demons. I was bound up, and the classrooms I was in, they were casting demons out daily. They were praying over people. And so I'm just going through layers of deliverance, and it's challenging. It's difficult. And so one day, I'm so discouraged, and I feel like the wall's closing in on me. And immediately, those words that were spoken over me began to rise up in me. Wow. And it's like God began to reveal this to me, but I didn't catch it right away so this was a pattern over and over again that every time i would get this heaviness and want to quit and give up the, i would find myself remembering those words and god began to take me into scripture uh in hebrews 11 it says we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god uh, isaiah fifty five eleven. so shall uh so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth god reinforces over and over again the power of words and god began to bring it up before me and he said ryan this is a word curse. Your relative who loved you but was not being led by my spirit cursed you. And this is the thing. When you recognize the presence of a curse, you need to break Come it. On. If it's if, if it's real strong and you're weak and you don't feel like you've got the, the power, you're not encouraged, you're not strengthened, sometimes you got to get somebody else to pray over you and break it off of you. But I had to break that curse. I'm telling you, that curse was trying to drag me out of my destiny. And I sense that many that are watching live mm-hmm. and those watching later and listening to replay, you are battling depression, weariness, heaviness. Some of you are doing what God's called you to do, but you find your mind being troubled. You find yourself in trouble, and the Lord is saying to you tonight, it's time to break the curse. People have declared defeat over you. People have declared uh, demonic intentions over your life. People have said over you, you're never going to rise out of this. You're never going to prosper. You're never going to do it. Sometimes whole families will curse each other. Uh, Single moms will tell their sons because they're mad at their dad. You're just like your dad. Wow. You're going to act just like that. That's a word curse. Sometimes families who want to manipulate family members will tell their other family members, hey, because you're going to do that, it's not going to work. And we got to repent of doing this because we do this oftentimes out of a place of offense. So I dealt with that word curse and it taught me something and I'm free from it today, but I had to break
0: it off my life. So good. And I think what you said about sometimes we're even cursing people unintentionally. But you know, I tell people this all the time the devil doesn't care about your intentions. So your intentions might be good, or you might think, well, I was just angry or I was just mad and I said this and I didn't mean it. But you have to understand it matters in the spiritual realm. I've dealt with people that have dealt with demons their entire life. And one of the characteristics, guys, of a curse is that demons often come to fulfill the curse. And people say, I don't even know how I got demons. Well, the demons are there to enforce the curse and the demons oftentimes are not going to leave until the curse is first broken I've had times where people come to me one person specifically and they were going through so much rejection so much depression so much anxiety for years they said ever since I could remember well it came to be that those demons were there because their parents when they were in their parents womb their parents said we don't want another child we didn't want another child and they were saying this over and over and over and the demons literally said we're here because their parents spoke curses over the specific Person. And you guys have to understand that there may have been people that don't even know about the spiritual realm, but have partnered with the enemy, have partnered with darkness, and have spoken word curses over you. And a lot of believers, you know, they think that we're just completely exempt to anything. We're completely exempt. We've been free. There's no Bible verse, guys, that says once you're saved, all the demons leave you. There's no Bible verse that says once you get saved, you get miraculously healed in your body. There's no Bible verse that says once you get saved and full of the Holy Ghost, every curse breaks off of you because we have to apply these things just like we have to apply our authority just like we have to apply the blood of Jesus just like we have to apply the 39 lashes now there's some of you in the chat right now that you're sick in body and you say I'm sick in body but I know Jesus paid for healing well just because Jesus paid for healing on the whipping post with 39 lashes it doesn't necessarily mean that you're healed because healing must be applied in the same way when we're breaking curses we need to actually apply the blood we need to actually decree and declare and speak out to break the curses and sometimes that means breaking up with a relationship sometimes that means I need to break up with Guy, I need to break up with this girl. I need to remove something out of my house. I need to remove something out of my marriage. I need to stop and start changing the way that I talk because sometimes these are self-induced. There's a lot of people that are indulging in darkness and they expect the enemy to leave them alone because they go to church on Sunday. And friend, I want to tell you it's not Sunday morning. I know we're just preaching here. That's going to keep you free from curses and anxiety and depression and demonic things. It's living in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Once you start moving, and I feel the Holy Ghost so strong, strong tonight, Apostle Ryan, once you start moving in the realm of darkness, once you start moving into things that are demonic and things that God doesn't approve of, you have now removed the blessing, the hand, and the protection of the Holy Spirit off of you. Friend, let me tell you, if God's hand, God forbid, lifted off of America, lifted off of Africa, lifted off of India, lifted off of Japan, Australia, Philippines, where people are watching from right now, it would be hell on earth. We think what we're seeing is crazy. Friend, the only reason why we're even able to go out and be Is because the Holy Spirit's presence. But once you remove the protection of God and the hand of God, you come under the power of the enemy. And a lot of people apostle I've seen they want God's protection and power and they want to live however they want at the same time but in order to live under God's protection and power you have to walk with him you have to know him and one of the things tonight we're going to emphasize on is we want this to break off of you so that you can have a better relationship with Jesus so that this is why I want to be free I had curses I had to break I had generational curses I literally got delivered from and I said I got to break these things in my life because I want to live the full potential now listen if you're in this chat tonight and you want to kick around in the shallow end and where your door the explorer floaties in the kiddie pool of sunday morning christianity and go once a week for five minutes and pray a quick prayer and raise your hand and fill out a card and live your, your whole life like the devil and hope that you might just sneak in like paul says barely saved that's fine that's where you're at praise the lord i'm glad you're here thank you so much but i want to go and be on the front lines of the army of god i want all that god has i want every gift god has for me i want to walk in everything god has one of the reasons why we're constantly on here preaching and sharing is because I have one life guys I'm 29 I feel like I have I blinked and I went from 15 to 29 I'm gonna blink again and I'm gonna be at the end of my life and I want to run the race well run the race curse free run the race what these things broken off of you the Bible says in 1 John 1 6 you're lying if you say you have fellowship with God but go living in spiritual darkness and you're not practicing the truth so let us not be holier than thou and say well There's no way, brother, I could have a curse. I've been saved my whole life. That's not what we're debating tonight. What we're saying is we've allowed darkness through television, through music, through movies, through word curses into our life. And it's possible many of us are living under a word curse even now. I think a lot of people don't realize they're putting curses on themselves, curses on their friends, curses on their family, and don't even realize it. A lot of you ladies, let me just say something prophetically to you tonight. Some of you are living under a curse that you put on yourself. I tell people all the time, don't stand in front of the mirror and start talking about what you don't like I wish I was like this I should have never been like this I'm never going to get free when you're out there I'm never going to get free from drugs my kids never going to get saved my kids never going to be guys you're speaking word curses the Bible makes it clear that the power of life and death is in the tongue Proverbs 18 21. the Bible says in Mark 11 14 Jesus cursed the fig tree and it withered away and produced no fruit and some of you have had people and yourself cursing yourself and then you've wondered why aren't you producing fruit it's because there's been a curse there john 11 43 the bible says jesus said lazarus come forth so now we know there's death in the tongue and there's life in the tongue and so some of you need to begin to speak and i feel this prophetically life back in your situation some of you need to speak to those dead drains dead visions dead family members and you might right now need to repent and say lord i have cursed people i have spoke death and listen pastor listen there's about three thousand people on right now i know there's a ton of pastors because you message me you may have not willingly i'm not saying you're evil but you've partnered with darkness and speaking death over people if you leave my church you're never going to be amount to anything you're never going to prosper and you know ryan the strange this is something so crazy I've seen pastors speak word curses over people and death over people, and then the person actually falls, and that word curse actually grows, and they the person doesn't produce fruit, and you know what the pastor says? I told you they were never going to. The reason why is because you spoke that over them, because you have power in the spirit realm. Tonight, guys, we're shaking the spirit realm. We're not here to speak to the natural. Things are moving in the spiritual realm, and we need to begin to break these word curses. I believe this is one of the things tonight that God wants to do is begin to remove. Now, how do I know? No, listen one of the easy ways if there's something that's been in your mind since you were a kid you know you could think back and there's people right now Apostle Ryan that could think back to when they were 10 years old and they were eating at eating and their dad said you're fat you're never gonna get you're never gonna lose weight you're always gonna be fat as a joke he said it not realizing that that word curse he put on you has affected you even now you're 45 years old you're sitting in this chat and you could remember back to when you were a child something a teacher said about you a parent said about you a pastor said about you and you've lived your life with the fruit of those word curses and tonight guess what we're going on a head-on collision with the kingdom of God and those things that have been there for years in one moment by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit I believe God can break those things tonight
1: absolutely and I I want to interject something and we'll get right back into curses but you were saying this I think people need to understand two things one thing is for the believer that says wait a minute i don't need to know about this you know every time isaiah we talk about deliverance we talk about demons we talk about these things there's this whole group of christians that get upset and they'll say brother someone said this to me they're brother Why don't you just focus on Jesus more? And there is this wave of Christianity that has really become dominant in the last 20 years that that these people never address darkness. They never engage spiritual warfare. They never cast out demons. They never break bondages over people's lives. And the reality is they're not really focusing on the Jesus of the Bible. Because when you focus on the Jesus of the Bible, everywhere he goes, he's casting out demons. Uh, Even I hear people go, I'm into healing, but I'm not into deliverance." There was no separation in the Gospels Jesus healed and Jesus delivered and I have a scripture for every Christian that says we don't need to talk about this 2nd Corinthians 2 11 less Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices and that word devices means wild schemes plans strategies so the converse side of that is if you are ignorant or unaware Satan is going to get an advantage over you. And I want to submit to you, there are people in the church today that are not breaking curses. They're not casting out demons. They're not slamming the door shut. They're not prophesying over their homes, their marriages, their life, their finances, because one of the curse-breaking steps is you bless. You bless what the enemy has tried to curse, and you use your authority, you use your mouth, and you bless it. And so I want to tell you, as he said, if you're in the shallow end of the pool in the body of Christ, this is an hour God is enlisting you into his army. It's an hour that he wants a a whole group of people globally to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, to speak the word of the Lord, to cast out demons, to be a lifeline in every sphere of society. And the last thing I want to say before we jump back in on curses is this. I believe one of the things that we've been taught over 2020 because we've been in a season, depending on where you live and your church and what's gone on, we've been in a season where many people have not been able to physically be present in a local community of believers. And I've had so many pastors say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, my people have all backslidden." And I say, Pastor, if your people couldn't get to your building for six months or three months or four months, and they had backslidden, we must take an assessment. What did we build? Come on. We We're not making disciples and I feel that 2020 was the year God said it's going back to the home You're not going to be able to go to an altar that somebody else builds for you every week right now You're going to have to build an altar in your home because I called you as priests and kings And one of the jobs of a priest is to bless and so God is raising you up Christian He's raising you up to break curses, to bless people, to bless your bloodline, to bless your family. And I feel there's a strong power of God on this broadcast and on this podcast to literally pick you up out of the curse. You know, I was picked up out of a generational curse. People in my family were drug addicted. People in my family had spirits of insanity. People in my family had all kinds of demonic bondage, not just one or two, but many of them. And God picked me up and God brought me out. And I feel that tonight, Isaiah, God's going to bring people out.
0: So good. I wanted to touch on what you were just talking about now is our calling and our assignment is to speak life. And some of you might say, well, curses are in the new Testament. They absolutely are in the new Testament. In fact, Paul says, if anyone preaches another gospel, another jesus another spirit another way let that person be cursed even if they are an angel so paul says listen if an angel showed up and tried to preach at your conference and he preaches another gospel let a curse fall upon so curses do exist curses are real in fact in romans twelve fourteen, paul says bless and curse not so new testament we are not called to curse people some of you might think listen i'm a believer i send curses back i curse people i do this i curse witches that is not your calling as a believer our calling is to bless those that curse us in fact matthew 5 very very clear for all of you i know right now there's stuff going viral about people this cursing this you know we're not going to get deep into this but i wanted to talk about this apostle ryan because i know a lot of believers think it's okay to actually curse other people like god is going to back me up you know these people are in the world these people are ungodly friend listen you're living in the old covenant that's why when the disciples came to jesus said let's just call fire down on the city jesus goes y'all don't know what spirit you're from you don't know what covenant you're living in because you're not living in the covenant that old covenant covenant of death of vengeance of payback i know a lot of people say listen if you mess with me you know god's gonna go and destroy your family and destroy your finances don't touch you know this is a lot of this stuff is old covenant stuff that is no longer in the new covenant remember in the old covenant it only reigned on the righteous and the new covenant the bible says he reigns on the righteous and the unrighteous that is why the world is even able to prosper the way they do because god blesses the righteous and the unrighteous matthew five forty four the words of Jesus what does Jesus say about cursing people he says I say unto you now this is not Isaiah this is not Apostle Ryan this is not a book this is not Derek Prince Frank Hammond this is Jesus himself he says love your enemies bless those that curse you that's what Jesus says to do do to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you so Jesus says let me tell you what to do when someone puts a curse on you he says you need to bless them your blessing is going to have more power than their curse bless them this is your calling so what about when people hate us okay do good to them so when people are hating on the church when they're shutting down our voice when they're trying to censor us on all the social media platforms when they're coming out and You know, and at that time listen y'all, they weren't banning people off Facebook. The centurion soldiers were taking pleasure in torturing believers. I don't know if you've read your Bible. They were killing them. In the Colosseum, they were killing believers and they were martyring believers. Go read what happened in the New Testament in the book of Acts. They were literally cutting people in half. Y'all see what happened to James. This is what they were doing. And God goes, okay, those people that are killing you, I want you to bless them. I want you to love them. I want you to pray for them. I want you to, when they take something from you, give them two things. So we we have this generation, Apostle, where we're always fighting back against persecution we're always fighting back as if this is our enemy friend listen we're battling according to Ephesians 6 against principalities powers rulers of darkness and heavenly places spiritual hosts of wickedness we are not fighting a government a person a company Facebook Google YouTube these are our battle is not in the in the flesh we don't war in the flesh and that's why I don't get on here and start arguing with everybody in the comments because our battle is in the supernatural realm and so we need to begin to pray for our enemies when's the last time we had a prayer meeting and and instead of calling fire down on our enemies, we called blessings down. When's a listen? I know I'm getting crazy here, but this is just too biblical. Some of y'all don't know what to do here because you don't read your Bible, so you're just rolling around manifesting here. What would happen if we had a prayer meeting and instead of blessing, I mean, cursing people and saying, you know, I curse this person and this company and this person, we started saying, Lord, I pray that you would bless these wicked companies. I pray that you would bless these wicked governors. I pray that you would bless these pastors and leaders coming against me. I pray you'd bless people at my work that are persecuting me. But what? What do we do because we think we're so tough and we have this you know I'm an American or I'm this or I'm that we want to fight back against every time and here's the thing If you read the Bible, God allows persecution to come. And right now, I believe there is absolutely, will there be persecution? Of course, we've been in persecution, but I believe it's gonna get hotter and the church is going to need to respond in the spirit, not in the natural, because the people that are governing laws, people that are running nations, they are not your enemy. It's the spirit in the heavenlies that's dictating them that we war against. That's why in Daniel 10, Daniel didn't go to the Prince of Persia and try to fight. Daniel fought in prayer and the angel fought the demon that was controlling the prince and in turn, Daniel's people got free once that demon got this th- dethroned. And so I really believe this is so vital because I, I, I've heard this doctrine and I've watched believers do this. And I'm not just referring to the viral video that's been posted, which I won't post in this chat, but I'm referring to the fact that believers think it's okay to curse other people, other ministries. I know you've probably seen this, Apostle Ryan. When someone leaves a church, the pastor just starts pronouncing curses on them, and it, it's complete Christian witchcraft. I don't even want to say Christian. It's complete demonic witchcraft when people are doing these things.
1: Yeah, it is. And I was thinking of a scripture while you were talking that Paul wrote, 1 Corinthians 9, 26, and he said... Uh, Therefore I run thus not with uncertainty Thus I fight not as one who beats the air And here's the problem We begin to step across the line And we begin to walk outside of the call of God We begin to walk outside of the love of God We begin to walk outside of the protection of God The blessing of God The benefits of God And we do get in that place Where because we don't like something Someone we start cursing it, And we're operating totally out of our flesh We are beating the air And there's a lot of believers who are exhausted The Lord really said something to me, and I'll be very careful how I say this, but he said to me, uh, last night I was preaching in my meeting, and he said something to me about wasted time. I I don't want to really say totally what he said because it'll get people worked up, but about wasted time and how the enemy has uh, mesmerized the church with a lot of activity that they think is really godly, wow. and we've really come off the wall, he was speaking to me about prophets that have come off the wall, because one of the things prophets do, and when we talk about breaking curses, the prophetic anointing is a revealing anointing that, that you see and you reveal, and there are a lot of people who are spending hours and hours and hours cursing, as you said businesses, government entities uh, organizations people, and meanwhile, they're not getting anybody saved, wow. they're, not, they're not releasing the word of the Lord to people but they're exhausted they're frustrated their minds are exhausted the other day the lord told me turn your television off don't watch any news right now you could check once in a while and read anything important but pray and leave it to me because he said you've got to protect your peace why because i'm called to be a vessel to minister to other people and i believe that many of you the devil has got you beating the air i want to say one more thing uh and i know there was a couple curses specifically we so talked about but in deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It said, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven or above the earth beneath in the water. So talking about idolatry. He said, you shall not worship them or serve them. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Uh, And let me say this, in the new covenant, Jesus is constantly reaffirming to us the need for a long time with God. You know, I tell people in the old covenant, uh, you went to an altar. Uh, you took an offering, but in the new covenant, you are the offering. Romans on. 12, 1, offer your body a living sacrifice. So you are called to put yourself in the place of fire. We pray for the fire of God. The fire of God is uncomfortable. The fire of God comes to burn stuff out. It comes to uh, rip things away. So don't get all excited, oh, fire, 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 fire. But in reality, it's going to cause hidden serpents to jump up So they can be dealt with and things can be changed. And so God does not like idolatry. doesn't like anything that places any focus or emphasis above him. And so he said in Deuteronomy, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the third and fourth generation. So this gives us a concept. Sometimes we're dealing with stuff generationally. And and I want to be really careful about this because theologically, when you get born again, You are born out from under your family bloodline in the spiritual sense. You have got a new identity, a new nature. But here's the thing. In that bloodline, in in the activities of your family lineage, there can be demonic operations. It doesn't matter to me if you want to call it a generational curse, if you want to call it a a family demon, whatever term is demonic. And so even though you're born out from under that, as Isaiah said earlier, you got to apply the faith and the pressure on that thing. Because if we're honest before the Lord tonight, many of us got saved and then we found ourselves dealing mentally, emotionally, physically with stuff that our family had dealt with. Mm. I've seen children be adopted. Uh, I remember when I pastored, there was a young man adopted into a Christian home. And when he got to a certain age, he literally began to manifest demons. And we had to go to the home and do deliverance. But these were bloodline demons. And I'm not saying this to tell you it's bad news, because here's the good news. Jesus Christ took that curse and nailed it upon the cross. The blood is powerful. And I wrote in the book about your new nature, because the Bible says this. There is therefore no condemnation of them in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So the bloodline curses are, in essence, tied into your family lineage or the flesh. So one of the keys is you come out from under that by walking in the spirit, but walking in the spirit opens your eyes it opens your ears. I cannot deal with a demon that I do not discern. Come and on. so we've got to discern it. Then we've got to break it. And many of you, uh, you've dealt with stuff in the bloodline. But here's the good news.
0: When it's revealed to you, you can break it off. So good. I love what you said there. You know, I thought about I got actually deliverance from a generational curse. And guys, listen, here's the thing. I actually also got delivered several days after getting saved, full of the Holy Ghost on fire for God. You know, you can argue and debate it all you want, but not only does the word of God continually show this pattern of what you do gets passed down. This is a generational, this God we're serving is not a 60 year, an 80 year or a 100 year God. Our God is a God of generations, a God of generational curses and a god of generational blessings these are yeah. biblical principles i was thinking about ezekiel 18 2 the israelites saw curses being passed down and they came up with this proverb saying sour grapes eaten by parents leave a sour taste in the mouth of their children in other words the decisions that the parents made either to be blessed or cursed are going to affect their kid, their kids for generations to come and so even and this is what's a, a, an interesting to me apostle ryan even secular people believe in generational curses. Even secular people recognize that things get passed down through the DNA, through the bloodline, and that's why you hear even in the secular world they always say, "Oh, that just runs in your family." Oh, that's just something that runs. Diabetes runs in your family. Oh, anxiety it runs in your family. And so here's what happens: There's many of you watching, and you're okay with it because you think it runs in your family, so it's God's will for your life. But friend, I came to tell you that it ran into your fa- ran in your family until it ran into you. That you. You are the bloodline breaker. Come on, Jenny Weaver, where are you at? You are the one that God has called and anointed to break the generational curse off. So don't be in denial. Don't say, oh brother, I don't have this. No. Say, okay, I got it. It stops with me. It stops today. I'm going to cut that giant's head off because I'm not letting any chance that that thing comes back and fights my kid. You need to be the curse breaker. You need to be the one to set your family tree free from the curse. You have the keys to breaking every curse off your bloodline by the power and and the anointing of the holy spirit the bible says in deuteronomy 30:19 i have set before you life and death blessings, and cursings, therefore choose life, and this is what it says, I want you guys to pay attention here, so that your seed shall live, so Deuteronomy thirty nineteen is not talking about you, God says, listen, of course I want to be blessed, he says, but don't do these things, don't choose a life of blessing, because you're either blessed or you're cursed, according to the word of God, he says, choose a life of blessing, so that your seed shall live, so that your kids might prosper, and this is often overlooked, there is two options guys, the blessing or the curse, and you need to choose the blessing, now maybe you're lazy spiritually maybe you're not really into it and i want to say this to you tonight fight for your kids sometimes you need to fight for your children if you don't want to fight for you if you're too lazy or complacent if you don't have motivation to pray if you don't have motivation to fast if you don't have motivation to live right to go to church to live pure look at your kids and say this is why i'm fighting I don't even know if I'd fight so hard if I didn't have four little girls I'm fighting for. I'm not just fighting for my life. I'm not just fighting for my generation. I'm fighting for your kids. I'm fighting for my kids. I'm wrestling with powers and demonic things because I want my kids to walk in a legacy of blessing. So here's what I want to say to some of you. Do it for them. Oftentimes when the people of Israel wanted to quit, the the prophets would say, what will happen to your children if you quit? What will happen? I want you to ask yourself, there's 3,000 of you listening right now. What is going to happen to the next generation if you decide to just play church on Sunday? What is going to happen to the next generation if you live your life, as Apostle Ryan said, swinging at the air, trying to fight what's happening in politics and in laws and in this and in that, and there's no there and there's no this. Worry about yourself and understand that there is an inheritance that God wants you to pass down, and I don't want to pass down curses. I want to pass down blessings. You have To live, you need to live right so that you can pass spiritual blessings down to your kids. Now, my grandfather, my grandma's watching right now. My grandfather passed away a couple years ago, and he didn't have much. Apostle Ryan, he didn't have a big house, he didn't have a 401k, he didn't have a fancy retirement, he didn't have money in the stock market. He honestly had the shirt on his back when he passed away, living in a trailer. But let me tell you something about my grandpa. He left. He left a billion dollar. Spiritual inheritance a billion-dollar estate in the spirit to my family And if it wasn't for my grandfather who was the first one to get saved in his bloodline None of us would be saved my grandfather No, he didn't have money because he was constantly giving his money away constantly helping homeless people everything he had He gave away to a fault where literally it got bad to where we're like, okay grandpa You got to stop, you know, you're constantly giving 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 bringing people to live with you I mean, this was my mom's whole life But my grandfather left me a spiritual inheritance and I made a decision and I felt the Holy Ghost I'm just preaching prophetically some of you need to make the decision tonight that you're not going to leave your kids with curses stop with the religion stop with your your little book you read about how christians can't have demons and be in curses and at the same time you're under all types of issues come to grips with the fact that this is possible based on our bloodline our decisions and then here's the good news and this is why i don't get why people are so against this the good news is you can get free and delivered all you have to do is acknowledge that there's something there that god wants to break off and my kids don't deserve me to be spiritually ignorant spiritually dull not know about these things do this for your kids i know dad There's some pride there. I know guys have a hard time dealing with the fact that there might be a curse or that they have demons or that they need to get delivered. I know guys are extremely prideful when you compare them to ladies, but I want to talk to some men. It's time to man up. It's time to priest your home. It's time to rise up out of your complacency, turn off the football, turn off the UFC. There's a greater battle than the battle happening at your favorite boxing match. And there's a war going on in the spirit and God is calling you to engage passionately don't be on the sidelines don't sit back tonight tonight is your night to get free and to get delivered and to break off these generational curses i i'm i'm you know apostle i've gotten delivered from generational curses yes but i'm still saying lord if there's anything Generationally in my bloodline, I want to break it. I'm doing it tonight. I'm not sitting back. I'm Pastor Isaiah. I've been preaching for years. I'm giving you my resume. I don't have no resume to give you. I have no pride to salvage. I've told you guys before. Listen, if I need deliverance, I've gotten deliverance before. I'll do it right here, live on stream. You know, I have no, I have no pride because I know that God tears down the house of the pride. God resists the proud, and God will not bless the proud. So we need to come into this with humility and understanding, and saying, Lord, there, there might be something there. Search me out so that I could break this thing tonight in Jesus' name.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things about families and I wrote about this in the book is is that you, as you said, you are a bloodline curse breaker. You get born again and you literally begin to pray for your family. You literally begin to prophesy over your family. And it's not a bad thing because you discover, okay, this is something that's been in my bloodline. I am consciously partnering with God to rip myself away from this curse and rip this curse off my life. So it's not a negative thing. It's the answer to a lot of your prayers because you keep hitting a lid, you keep hitting a barrier, and you say, "I've went to the altar, I've had prophetic ministry, but there's something still hindering me." That's what happens when you're under spiritual attack. It's like there's a lid that you can't get over. And wow. I want to mention a couple other types of curses that people deal with. Uh, there, there's a curse i wrote about called the vagabond curse i'm actually doing a whole nother book on this because this is mentioned in the bible when uh cain murders abel and the, the retribution for his action is he's cursed as a vagabond and i really got in that and began to dig that out and this is a wanderer this is a nomad now later cain gets some redemption actually but but he's in this vagabond curse And God began to speak to me about spiritual vagabonds. There are people who love God. Um, But Psalms 1 says this. It says we're to be planted like a tree the life of a christian to be planted you don't produce fruit if you're not planted you don't have wealth if you're not planted you don't prosper spiritually if you're not planted it's hard to win souls and be effective if you're not if you're not planted you can't disciple people if you're not planted and especially in charismatic and prophetic circles there are people who have no stability in their life and they say you know isaiah god told me to come to your revival center and then two months later uh ryan god told me to come to your hub and then three months later god told me to go to this church and then four months later god told me to start a church and literally the devil will take their money the devil will take their time the devil will crush their anointing because they never get in a place to be planted fruit only comes when you're planted and so god began to show me the power of a vagabond curse and there are christians who are nomadic They never plant a root system. Now I understand some people are called to missionary work. They're called to travel. They're called to do different things. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about Christians who are nomadic. I know a couple I used to pastor years ago, and they would just never stay put. And they left our church trying to start a church. It didn't work out. Trying to start another one. It didn't work out. Went in someone else's church. It didn't work out. I've not seen them for about 14 years. And one of my family members ran into them and said, how are you? And the lady said, I, we just can't seem to get connected. They don't understand it. And this is the thing about deception. Come they on. think it's the Holy Ghost it's not the Holy Ghost. People say, Ryan, how do you know? Because Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. And when I look at Christians that are saying God is leading them, but there's no stability. There's no, you know, God show me this vagabond curse literally steals people's prosperity. There are some people they get in a job. After two months they're gone. The next two months they're somewhere else and they're gone. And they think it's God. They think, well, God just made me this way. But it can be demon powers. It can from childhood trauma it can come from things you went through but it is a vagabond curse and it needs to be broken off your life another curse is the orphan curse Mm. now people don't think of this and this is the answer to all the curses we can talk about tonight when we get born again what why did jesus come well what was the status of adam and eve the status of adam and eve is this they were son and daughter of the most high god When they fall and cooperate with Satan, Satan deceives them and says, you're going to come alive if you eat this. Well, the reality was they were already alive. And we know that God told them, you are now dead. We know their bodies did not drop right then and then die. So what was he speaking of? Spiritual death. How is spiritual death defined? Separation from God. And we see when God comes into the garden looking for them, the Bible says his voice is walking. He's walking through the garden. There was no separation. They didn't need dreams and visions. Hear what I said? They didn't need dreams and visions. Because God was present with them as their father. But when they sinned, they separated from God. They were no longer in the family of God. So the Old Testament now is God trying to get his kids back. But he can't move in them. So he has to move upon them. He has to speak in the clouds and speak in the stars and god can still speak those ways but that's not his best way to speak his best way to speak is in the spirit of man come on who is born again because we become a living vessel a living temple we have this treasure the lord says in the bible in earthen vessels we are glory carriers we don't chase signs and wonders we produce signs and wonders because the creator lives in us a sign points to something Signs that do not point to Jesus are illegitimate. Prophecies that lift up a man other than Jesus are illegitimate. And so Jesus comes to tear down the wall. To do what? To bring the people of God back into sonship. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit is sent into our heart to cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. And so there is a curse of an orphan. Orphan self-protect. You ever have people that you know that they're so protective over, you're not going to get my stuff, and they're fearful. That's orphan spirit. Uh, people who have a lack of identity, they're double-minded. James said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Double-mindedness is a sign of an orphan curse because there's not a, there's not identity. There's not fulfillment. We in America and around the world are coming, a lot of us, from broken homes. That always opens the door for an orphan type of curse or spirit. Um, Churches are birthed sometimes through orphans. Someone's on staff, and they're on staff with Isaiah. They get mad. Well, I think I could preach better than Isaiah. So what do they do? They go up the road and start a church right up the road, strip a group of people. That's an orphan. Why? Because a father goes and builds their own house. They don't try to take somebody else's house. And so the orphan is a self-guide one of, the, one of the things that we do when we have a relationship with Jesus, we're led by the Spirit of the Lord. I a lot of people right now say, what are we going to do if prophecies fail? They're going to fail. The Bible Come tells on. us that. Uh, I, the Bible does not say, Ryan, be led by prophecies. It said be led by the Spirit of the Lord. And so orphans get fearful over things. They're self-guiding people. Orphans are self-protectors, uh, self-promoters. There's a lot of people get saved, and they're wonderful people, but they self-promote all over. There's people that will see your show and say, I'm going to write him. I'm going to try to get his number. I'm going to try. And it's not that it's a bad thing to want to reach people, but really they're trying to satisfy a wound in their heart. And they don't understand when it's your time. As were the words to Esther. Esther, perhaps you were brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. When it is your set time, you don't have to push and kick and claw and scratch. And there's a rest that comes when you're delivered from an orphan curse. And lastly about orphans. Orphans are self-defenders. The assignment of a father is to defend. Why, Isaiah, do we not have to curse people? Because God is our defense. And he will defend us. And his sons... And daughters of God, we come out from that orphan identity. And so many of you, you've either had absentee parents. You, you know, I tell people, when you have a father wound, which I did have, when you have a father wound, you, you could talk about Holy Spirit. You could talk about Jesus, the elder brother. But when you start talking about the Father God, oh, you get nervous. But God wants to deliver you. You do not have to self-provide. You do not have to self-protect. There is a rest, the book of Hebrews says, that remains for the people of God. We don't, and this may upset some people, we don't just keep Sabbath. We live in Sabbath. Come on. Because Jesus is our Sabbath. So we can literally live from a place of rest when we get delivered
0: from these curses. So good, Apostle. Wow. Guys, I believe tonight, even what you said about the vagabond, this wandering spirit, this is not just, guys, for some of you that are listening, that this is breaking right now. I know people are in the chat saying, I'm in tears. I felt breakthrough. This is me. A lot of you realize this is not just in church. This is in, bleeds into every area of your life, and this is one thing I've come to find about curses, even reading your book, is a lot of these curses, they start affecting every area of our life, because you guys got to think about it. Many of you are in church an hour once a week, so that's less than one percent of your week what about the 99 or the marriage issues the relationship issues not being able to stay in a relationship not being able to hold a job constantly bouncing from person to person some of you know what i mean because you've had a best friend this week and next week you got a new best friend and what happened to your old best friend what happened to your old it's that vagabond spirit that is bleeding into every area that vagabond curse that god wants to break our god He's a God of faithfulness. He's a God that keeps showing up, a God of consistency. And one thing we're lacking, Apostle, in our generation is consistency. We have so many believers that start something, then stop something. I know a lot of people like you said that one day they're doing this, the next day they're doing that three months, they're doing this new thing. One month, they're doing this new thing. Then they're going to here. Then they're on a mission trip. Then they're at a youth pastor job. Then they're over there playing on the worship team. Then they're over here in a different state in a different, and they bounce from place to place. Guys, this is a wanderer. This is an orphan. This is a vagabond. And God is wanting to root you and plant you. And not even just in church, but in your job, in your relationships, God is looking for you to be consistent. One of the attributes that God looks for before he raises somebody up is can you be consistent can you keep showing up when you don't feel like showing up one of the things that i take pride on and i'm proud of is that all year long we were consistent i think we canceled one show or two shows all year because i was on a family vacation we showed up every single time you guys know monday night tuesday night friday night i'm going to be live no matter what happens rain or shine because god is looking to build consistency in your life no more of this frosted flake christianity you show up then you don't show up and God is saying where are you build and develop this prayer time with God this fasting time and don't be so back and forth I really believe this is really crucial right now is that we need consistency in the body of Christ even in our message now's the time to be consistent in preaching the gospel we don't need to be off on some new wind of doctrine or some new thing about this or about that because here's the thing guys the stock market the presidency the government the uh, doctrines are going to come and go and change but the word of God is going to remain the same. The gospel of Jesus Christ is our mandate and in our, is our mission. So I really believe tonight, this is a word for you guys to break off that orphan spirit, break off that vagabond spirit. Apostle Ryan, I'd love for you if you would just share some ways to break these curses because tonight we're not just giving you guys what curses are we can i mean we can go 10 hours on curses but i really want to share some ways some simple ways to break them and then we're going to pray some prayers and some decrees some things we're going to declare and you're going to repeat after us to break these curses off of our life tonight before we end it i want to make sure that we get to some of these prayers but i'd love for you apostle ryan if you'd give us just a brief overview of some of these ways that tonight we can break these curses off our life
1: yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I hate when people say, "Oh, you know, I've written several spiritual warfare books and they'll say to me, well, are you just teaching me about Jezebel? No, of course not. I'm not going to tell you all the bad news and not give you the good news. Because again, pointing back to Jesus, he paid it all for us. And I think the church has got to get back to the blood of Jesus. We've got to get back to authority, to knowing who we are in Christ Jesus, exercising our rights. So let me talk about some very simple ways you break a curse. Number one, and this is for all deliverance, and and, and I'll explain this, but number one is you renounce. The word renounce means to give up, to refuse, to resign usually by formal decree or declaration. So when you recognize a word curse, you break it. You announce it by your declaration. Then I always tell people, after you've done that, put a blessing where the curse was. Uh, The the Aaronic blessing is in number 622. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, thus shall you bless the sons of Israel. Say unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So you begin by renunciation. Now, a lot of times when we're doing deliverance on somebody one-on-one. So if Isaiah is praying for someone or I'm praying for someone. And in many of these wild deliverances, you know, you're... I command you come out and the person, ah, you know, they're manifesting, acting, uh, all kind of crazy stuff happening, depending on how deep this thing is. And I've seen it go on and on and on where you're just, you're hitting this wall and you can't get the breakthrough. And many times you need the guidance of Holy Spirit to say, okay, Holy Spirit, show us where the doorway was. And as he said earlier, it might, you might go back and say, "Uh, I remember when this was spoken over me. I remember when this thing happened to me. Uh, Jenny Weaver, who's on live, texted me a screenshot of a comment. A lady named Joe, I think, said, I think I accidentally cursed my daughter when she was young, and I have cursed myself, saying I was stupid, and I was a failure. And I got excited when I read that because I thought, this lady is going to get free tonight. Come the Bible said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So when we're doing deliverance on somebody— and we keep hitting that wall, we will usually look for a point like that. Can the Holy Spirit identify for us? Can the person identify? Does the demon reveal it to us? What was the doorway? And then we will get them to do a renunciation. So they're coming out of witchcraft. And I've had this happen where I'm casting the devil out and they're, ah, you know, they're going, the devil said, Leave me alone, all this stuff. And, and, it, and it keeps on going, and it's dramatic, and we can't seem to get the breakthrough. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost will pinpoint an event. Well, when I was in junior high, I played with the Ouija board. All right, right now, I want you to renounce that. Mm. I want you to with your mouth, because how do you get saved? You believe in your heart, you speak with your mouth. So I want you with your mouth to renounce that. So what this practically means is if you've been a Roamer, And many of you, and this is what I saw when I began to preach, is prophetic people got very mad at me. I'm a prophetic person. I'm a wild prophetic person. I believe in all the crazy stuff, but I believe in having a root system. And many people got upset with me, and I said, the reality is this. Some of you, you think it's the devil fighting you, but you're nomadic. And you never establish a root system. And there is really no scripture for that kind of a lifestyle. Again, I understand missions work. I understand maybe people with a career, they frequently move. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about instability. I'm talking about nomadic activity. And you blame it on the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. Most of the time, there is some area of your heart, your mind, and your life where this curse came in. And you've got to renounce that. So I would practically say to people, you say, I break. This curse, I say in the name of Jesus, I will no longer be involved in witchcraft. I shut the door on witchcraft. I say in the name of Jesus, I am not unstable. I am not one who is not planted. Sometimes people make inner vows. They, they go through, this is a very common uh, type of thing that happens to people. They get in a situation of, let's say they went through trauma in a relationship. And then they say stuff like this, I will never trust anybody again. You have just made a vow of isolation, wow. and literally that's a curse. And so what you've got to do, and then you say, I don't know why I feel so rejected. I don't know why I don't have any friends. Because there is a curse of isolation, and you made it in a vow. So once you it re, that is revealed to you, you now have to renounce it with your mouth. You speak it, and then you put a blessing. So practically, let's say vagabond curse. Let's say that... I realized I had a traumatic childhood and there was incidences of fear and I felt safer when I was out of my house. And so I recognized That that is the entryway for this thing. Then I say, I renounce the spirit of fear in Jesus' name connected to, and I might even say the specifics of it if it's being brought to my recollection. I renounce that. I say, I'm not a wonder. I am not a vagabond. I do not roam in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I thank you that you said that I am to be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. I bless my steps. I say my steps are ordered of the Lord. And if you're doing deliverance on someone else, you would do the same process. But instead of saying you, you would say them. I remember I was preaching in Georgia years ago and I was doing an impartation service. So I would preach and lay hands on every person. And this big guy, big Georgia guy comes through the line and he gets in front of me. He's maybe, I don't know, younger, but not super young, maybe late 20s. And the Holy Spirit says to me, there's a curse of rejection, and orphanhood over him. I want you to break it. So I begin to break it. Not anything dramatic happens. Then the Holy Spirit says, I, and I can hear the words in his mind. like I could hear him being cursed. And I could hear a distant a distance from his father. I could hear and sense all this. And then the Holy Spirit begins to lead me into how he's feeling. And I say, what do you want me to pray? And God says, speak the opposite. So everywhere that there's a mm. curse, bless. So I, I begin to bless him. I bless you. You're a mighty man of God. You're a man of valor. You're a man of war. Suddenly the man began to weep and the power of God, the anointing of God came on him. And he literally, this big old guy just crumbled in the floor. And I realized it was not just the ekbalo or the cast out, because that's what ekbalo means, but it was also the putting in of the blessing. Wow. So renunciation is important. Another thing that's so important is authority. Now, I worked for an old, old man named Dr. Norval Hayes. He was trained by Lester Sumrall to cast out demons. He was very simple. You know, a lot of people teach on deliverance, and we can get really, really deep in it. But Dr. Hayes was very simple with it. And Dr. Hayes used to say, you know, Ryan, when people call you, because it used to happen a lot to me, Isaiah. When people call you, and they say, come to my house, cast out demons out of me. He said, don't do that very often. I said, why, Brother Noble? He said, because when you go into their house, you're under their authority Mm. because you're in their house. He said, it's a lot better if you get them to come to your ministry, come to something. And a lot of times he would do this. He would say, bring them to the meeting so they can sit under the word. Because a lot of people, if you just cast a demon out of them right now and they don't get filled up, the Bible tells us that demon will go out roaming and try to bring seven more. I had a man one time that came to my church. He had a, uh, he had a big demon. I hope this is all right. I'm kind of so wondering. So good. Go ahead. It's so good. Go for it. Uh, he had a big demon. And you say, what do you mean? Well, I mean, there's some demons. We had like headache demons. Okay, not a big deal. But there's types of demons that take people over. And they can smell. you. They can have, uh, you know, all kind of these people who are real demonized. You can look at them and see that because the demon is a disembodied personality. And when it gets into a person, it begins to manifest its personality to the person. And the stronger its hold gets, the stronger that personality gets. So this man was so demonized, you could look at him and see it. So this man went to a church, Isaiah, in my town. I was a pastor in a really little town. Only had like 7,000 people in that little town. The next town over, I had about 40,000. And so there were no big spirit-filled churches. We were about the biggest, and we were like 200 and something. And so this man went to, there was a big, big church. In this little bitty town, they had like a 1, thousand, fifteen hundred people, a little town of seven thousand, and they had a one hour service. And they had a country service, so you like country music. They had a contemporary, they had a traditional, and they just beamed the pastor's sermon, you know, 15 minutes of music, whatever, Beam the, the sermon, and you're out an hour. He went to the one hour church. Now, maybe if you got a headache demon, you could Come afford on. to go to the one hour church. But when you got next level demons, You gotta get to a next level church, a next level anointing. And so the guy said, I go to this this church where I knew the church. And I said, Tell me about this demon. So he was he was abused as a child. And and these are open doorways that that open doors. And that's not your fault. You didn't ask for it, but Mm -hmm. God loves you and He'll deliver you. And so he said, one time, and this is the story I've heard with many abuse victims and molestation victims as well. One time in an episode of abuse, I saw a dark being come into my room and came in me. And I, it's, I've never been free since then. And I said, did you tell your pastor? He said, yes. I said, what the pastor He said, the pastor leaned back in his chair and laughed. <laughs> we don't wow. believe in that. Now, Isaiah, I wanted to cast a demon out of this guy. But the Holy Spirit said, don't do it. Wow. And I said, why? And he said, because he has no faith. And no foundation. And if he goes back to the one-hour church, they're going to just give him all this sloppy stuff. And he's going to be more demonized than he is now. So I told the guy, I will only minister to you if you don't miss any services. And that time I was having a Sunday and a midweek. If you don't miss any services for six weeks, if on the fifth week you miss one, it starts all over again. And he did miss one. And it started all over again. But the point is this. The point is that sometimes we're demonized because we don't have authority. Mm. I don't understand, Isaiah, these teachers now that, that are just, you know, they, they, they say they're spirit-filled, but they have no authority. You know, we, we mm. yell because we're preachers. That's just how we preach. But, but you don't have to yell to have authority. You can be quiet and have authority, but they don't have authority. And when you cast out demons, you do it through authority. As a child of God, you've been given authority. Jesus said all power. All authority, all legal right on in heaven and earth is given to me. That covers the heavenly realm, the demons trafficking in the air, even the the throne of the Lord, and then it covers the earth. Ephesians said we're seated in Christ, Jesus in heavenly places. So in our born-again man, we've been given authority over the devil. Now we can cast demons out of our own self and we can break demon powers. I will say this: sometimes people who have been severely demonized, where the demon has taken over their personality. Sometimes they need somebody else's faith and authority to help them Mm. because they're now so buried far under that. But you renounce, number one, you use authority, number two. Sometimes you have to get someone else's authority. Thirdly, you release the power of the blood of Jesus. Come on. You know, I was telling, I was noticing worship, Isaiah, and I'm not being this critical because there's so many good worship songwriters right now. But I told one of my spiritual daughters, Naomi Rainer, I said, Naomi, I'm listening to all the songs and they're really good songs, but they're all about us. Come it's on. like, I don't want to name our songs because then it. I will like upset people, but they're all about like God loving us and God doing stuff for us, which is good because it helps frame our identity. But I said, when is the last time anyone wrote a song about the blood of Jesus? Come on. Uh, there are no new songs. And she took the challenge and she wrote one with Her and Dante Bo recorded. Uh, it's remarkable. But the blood of Jesus when you are doing deliverance, you're breaking curse, you use the blood of Jesus. Revelations 12, 11 says they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Another thing you got to do is walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, why do I have this point? Because when you're going through deliverance, oftentimes here's what happens to people. It happened to me. I would go to the altar, someone hands, come out in Jesus' name, or however they did it. And I would feel <laughs> I'm free. But I had maybe 20 years, 25 years of thinking that way, of appetites, of strongholds in my mind. And your mind does not get deliverance instantly. you got to do the come work on. and renew your mind. And so I would leave Isaiah and then like five days later have a thought that was pre-deliverance. And then they'll tell me, you lost it. You lost your deliverance. I didn't understand, I have a good theology that we're all tempted. There's a difference between tempted and biting on the hook. And then the enemy reels the fish in. And so you got to learn to walk by faith. Faith aligns itself with the word of God. So sometimes we're walking by faith. He didn't say rest by faith, he said walk. Come when on. you walk, if you walk long enough, you're going to start sweating. There's an exertion of spiritual strength. There's an exertion of energy. And so as you're breaking curses off your bloodline, off your money, off your family, off your mind, you're going to have to use your faith. Let me give you one more thing. And then here's a tool people don't think about. When you are breaking curses, especially if you prayed and you got ministry and you're still just bogged down, a great tool for you is to get under the anointing. Because the Bible said the anointing destroys the Come yoke. Now, a yoke is an instrument that ox would be tied to each other with. And if you had one very strong ox that could really plow, and you had a weak ox, and they're yoked around their neck tied, the strong ox is, is getting depleted because he's pulling the weak ox through the plow field. And this is what happens with the realm of spirit. These curses are like yokes around our neck. So we don't want to look at pornography, but we're battling a yoke. We don't want to be perverse, but we're battling a yoke. We don't want to, uh, you know, be angry, but we're battling a yoke. We don't want to think like an orphan and not connect anywhere and not be faithful and be overly defensive, but we're battling a yoke. So what the anointing of God. The power of God, the presence of God that is intentional and focused and purposeful destroys yokes. I remember years ago preaching at, at a church that was in relationship with me. And um, they were a great church, young church. They loved God, but they were undisciplined spiritually. And so I was ministering, Isaiah, said I was preaching, and I called a prayer line. And I, and I love team ministry. In my network, I usually minister with teams all the time. But there's a difference in team and chaos. <laughs> it's mm, two different come things. Come on. So I was ministering, and I'm praying for people. And all of a sudden, people from the church, I don't know, don't know anything about them, jump up, jump around and start praying for people. So this, this church was at that time in my network. They no longer are, but they work. So I had a relationship with the pastor. So I said to him, Pastor, help me. I don't understand these people jumping up out of their seats, laying hands on everyone. It, it, to me, it seems chaotic. And he yeah. said, well, I'm trying to train all the ministers. I said, do you think? If Pastor Benny Hinn came in here to minister healing, he would want your, your people, who he doesn't know, just jumping up and doing this. I said, no, because the reality is this. The anointing in a group gathering like that is like this high-pressure flow of water, and you got to run it through the hose of faith. And you got to target it where it needs to go. So if you've got a sick person, and you're ministering, breaking the curse of sickness, breaking the curse of infirmity, you focus that anointing in right on that yoke, and you teach the people. How to receive. Some people don't know how to receive in a prayer line. They go to the prayer line, and they're, oh, and they're you know, they're praying. there, And sometimes they'll be relaxed. I appreciate the fact you're praying. But right oh. now, I want you to go, like, like imagine catching something. You're just, I'm going to pray, and you catch it. We're asking God, and we're targeting. And some of the biggest miracles I've seen have been very simple prayers because the anointing came. And so Isaiah said, the yoke will be destroyed from the anointing. A lot of times when you're watching a podcast like this or you're in, you're watching an online gathering or you're in a service and you don't understand any of the spiritual stuff I'm talking about. You just feel something and you say, mm. I feel something. That's the anointing of God. And many times when we are facing curses and challenges and burdens, if we can get under the anointing, the yoke will be destroyed. So these are five things that will help you renounce authority I release the power of the blood walk by faith
0: and get under the anointing of god so good apostle ryan wow you guys i'm getting rocked here i'm telling you this is why i'm saying you need to get this book because all the things we're talking about tonight we've been going for an hour and about 10 minutes he goes into greater detail on all these things. And what I love about it, we're going to pray some of these, not all of them, of course, but he has decrees at the end. These are prayers. these These are decrees you make to break some of these stuff. Cause some of you watching as apostle just said, you don't know, I don't know how to break this. I don't know how to go about it. I'm new. And this is what I love about the decrees is you can pray, repeat after the prayers, we're praying the decrees, we're praying, and then God will go ahead and by the power of your words, remember the power of life and death is in the tongue. So the way that we yield the sword, wield the sword of the spirit is by our words the way we exercise our authority is by our words everything we're doing is by our words that's why the bible says that their foolishness of preaching is how people get saved you think it's so crazy we're on here for an hour talking on microphones and people right now are going to get the or their eternities forever changed that's the foolishness of preaching that there is power in our words there is power when we pray when we decree when we declare when we prophesy When we speak those things that are not as though they are. And one of these things, these decrees, why they're so powerful is because for many of you, you're speaking those things that are not as though they are. You might be going through depression. You might be going through abandonment. You might be going through addiction. I know there's a lot of people on here right now that have gone through abandonment. I know there's people right now that have had heartbreak, that have had a rough childhood, maybe you've spoke things over your kids and tonight we're going to pray some of these decrees some of these declares to go ahead and break these i don't know i know you just went so i want to give you a second here break but i want to start off by speaking these guys and here's the thing me and apostle ryan we both talk fast i, I got to get them back on here because i'm like yes i love when i can get on here and flow with somebody it's not easy to find someone that just preaches like that that preaches that fire but i want to do some of these so we're gonna probably talk fast i'll try to slow down for some of you guys we're only, we're only going to go for about 10 minutes here doing this maybe even less to break break these things but these are some specific curses i believe god wants to break as i said we're not going to do all of them from the book we're just going to do a couple and then apostle of course you can pray whatever you want and do how you want to do it but i just want to do some of these these are out of his book some of these decrees and then you guys are going to repeat after us now listen i'm going to try to go slow i know i talk fast i know apostle ryan talks fast but here's the beauty and i know some of you guys said the prayers you always have us repeat are too fast go back later and watch them this video is going to be on here forever okay until youtube shuts down it'll be up so the video will be on youtube and facebook so if it's going too quick then just relax take a deep breath and then when we're done you can re-watch the video and you can go through some of these i hope you don't mind if i'm doing these apostle from your book no, but i think no, this will bro. be really good that we go through some of these so i want to start off by doing abandonment listen if you've been going through abandonment if you felt abandoned it might be a pastor a leader a family member a friend and you've gone through this i want you to repeat after me. And like I said, I'm going to try to slow down after sentences and take a break here, but I want you to repeat this boldly. Now don't sit back and say, I break the spirit of abandonment. you know, don't be all calm and collected. This is not a time to look cute. This is a time where I want you to speak those things out with boldness, with faith and declare these things so that God can break them. So here's what you're going to say. I break the spirit of abandonment off my life. I refuse to live with the mentality of an orphan. I am accepted in the beloved i am loved and i am adopted and brought into the family of god through the complete work of jesus at the cross i'm gonna give you guys here time to catch up there i am no longer afflicted or alone i am free loved complete and whole i cast out every spirit of abandonment i break your power and i command you to go in jesus name Leave now and never return. I want you guys to say that decree and these are all in his book say that out, say that decree, because right now, as it's going, I believe it's breaking. I want to read one more here, and then I'll pass it over to you, Apostle, if you want to read some of these. This one's for depression and heaviness. Now, I love this, because very few people are dealing with depression in the body of Christ, or even talking about it. I mean, it's 100% a demonic assignment against your life, and so right now, we're going to break off depression and heaviness with this decree, so just repeat after me. Like I said, if I'm going too fast, don't complain. Just go back later and watch it in the video. If you don't do it now, you can go back later and, and put it halftime YouTube has a feature where you can literally slow me down okay you're gonna say this I break the spirit of heaviness and depression in Jesus name I am filled with joy I am excited about life I am full of energy my mind and body are alert spirit of heaviness and depression go from me now in Jesus name no weapon formed against me shall prosper I break Every evil word curse off my life in Jesus name. I pulled down false utterances and evil proclamations over my life. I released the blessing of heaven over me and my family. We are blessed and not cursed. We are free. I want you guys to say these. You might have to watch them back, or you might just need to go buy the book so you can speak these. Some of you might need to do these for a couple days until you feel these things breaking off of you because these are very powerful. I don't know if, Ryan, if you, Apostle Ryan, if you want to do some of these or any of these decre- decrees or even praying over the people to break some of this.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to pray. So I want to I want to do the decree for family curses. And uh, the first thing I want to do, I'm going to begin to pray. And if you are praying with me for a family curse, if you know what it is, so if you know it's like addiction, you know it's perversion, when in the early part of this prayer, before I lead you in the decree, and I'm going to edit it down because of time, uh, you call it out before the Lord. So as soon as I begin to pray for you, if you're praying with me and you know what it is, call it out and then say, Lord, I repent of that in Jesus name. I choose not to part of that. And then I'm going to lead you in a decree. So I'm going to begin to pray, loose the power of God, and you call out anything you know in your bloodline, in your family. This is going to be quick, guys. So, Father, I thank you right now. Go ahead and begin calling out. You, Lord, you hear people calling out these various curses, these various generational curses bloodline demons and demon powers and isaiah and i come into agreement right now on both the live and all the replay viewers and listeners that the power of god the power of the blood of jesus begins to flow over them and god we come before you breaking curses right now in the name of jesus now say these lines with me i command every generational curse over my life to be broken off I decree the shed blood of Jesus makes me free. I decree that I am a new creation. I destroy every work of iniquity that would try to operate in my life. I am new through the blood of the Lamb of God. The power of God is renewing and restoring me. The glory of God is surrounding and filling me. Now say this last line strong. I break and destroy all generational curses of my life in the name of Jesus. Now, God, I thank you. You see your people praying. And in the name of Jesus, you're moving. Lord, I thank you that word curses are being broken right now. Mm. Even as the lady that wrote to Jenny, Lord, uh, Joe said, I think I accidentally cursed my daughter. God, we repent right now. If we've used our mouth improperly, if we have cursed people, God, we repent right now. And in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we renounce every word curse. Say that I renounce every word Mm. curse spoken over me in the name of Jesus. I pull it down, I break it, and I receive freedom right now in Jesus' name. Now, God, I thank you as your people are praying, I break word curses, curses that have brought heaviness, curses that have brought confusion, curses of affliction, curses of poverty. I command demon powers hanging over the lives of your people to come out right now. In the name of Jesus, I break curses. I break curses of fear. I hear the Lord say, I'm delivering people right now on this stream from the spirit of fear. I have not given unto you, says the Lord, the spirit of fear, but a power of love love, and of a sound mind, I break fear in Jesus' name. I see a lady shaking right now. Holy Ghost power, I release it on you right now. Be free, man, in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, come out. Fear connected to trauma, come out. Fear connected to molestation, come out. Fear connected to rape, come out. In Jesus' name, fear connected to abandonment, come out. Fear connected to past abuse and assault, come out. I command spirits of trauma to be broken right now. I break curses of addiction. God, every person that's struggling with addiction, I pray and release the blood of Jesus Christ now. Make your people free. In Jesus' name, make your people free right now. And I hear the Lord say, I'm delivering people from the orphan and the vagabond curse. I'm delivering you, says the Lord. You will not stay in this place. You will not live in this place. You will not roam. You will not be lost for direction, lost for purpose in Jesus. And I know that probably many, many people are receiving freedom right now. And because we're moving fast, I know we're not just settling in on each one of these things lengthy. But I want to pray with people with the vagabond issue and the orphan issue. Yes. And then I'll be done with my part. So if you have recognized vagabond tendencies, I'm going to do like Isaiah did. I'm going to lead you in a prayer prayer. And if you got to go back and rewind and, and go slow, go do that. So Vagamon curse, let's pray. And if God's touching you, you're weeping, you know, the power of God and you say, I can't get these words out, then go replay it later on YouTube. And you just let God minister to you. But those that can pray, let's pray this together. I break every roaming spirit off my life. In the name of Jesus, I decree that I'm not a spiritual nomad. I move in the purposes and timing of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I'm directed to fruit bearing assignments. I am stable, consistent, and solid. Now, I say this because vagabonds often have dealt with rejection. I command rejection to go in Jesus' name, I command deception to go in Jesus' name. I command fear of commitment to go in Jesus' name. I break the vagabond curse off my life in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for deliverance that every nomadic spirit, every wandering spirit, every spirit that uproots the people of God, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. I release the power of the Lord Jesus Christ over the people. Lord, let a mighty anointing flow through this stream right now. In Jesus' name, I want to pray to break the orphan spirit. And I want to say this. People have faced this naturally. You've faced it spiritually. It is traumatic. Some of you hear about spiritual fathers, and you say, I don't have one. And people get all anxious about that. God will bring what you need in your life. Many times the main thing you need is that vertical alignment with the Father. Mm. So let's cast that fear of abandonment and orphanhood on the Lord right now and pray this with me. Say, Lord, I thank you that I'm accepted in the beloved. You are my father and I lack no good thing. I break every curse of abandonment and shame off my life. I decree that I am not an orphan. I do not think like an orphan. I do not live as an orphan. I do not operate as an orphan. God, I say that I'm your child and you're my father. Today, Lord, I receive your love in my life. Lord, I decree your goodness, your kindness, your love and mercy over my life. Father, right now I receive your adoption and I break the spirit of fear off my life. I rest in you, Father. I trust you. I am complete in you. I break every orphan curse. I break past abandonment and rejection in Jesus' name. Now, let's say it's only one more line. I release the power of the blood of Jesus over my life now in Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray that there is a breakthrough happening in the lives of your people. We release the power of adoption, the power of salvation, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ over the hearts over the minds, over the lives of your people. God, we thank you that you've ordained this time for us to gather on this stream, to set the captives free. And we command curses be broken right now. And we release Holy Ghost power over upon your people right now. And we say be free in Jesus' name mighty name be free
0: amen so good so many people i'm reading the comments as you're praying are getting free people say they're throwing up they're crying they're shaking they're feeling something come off of them guys i'm telling you there's hundreds of comments coming through right now of people getting delivered and free today is the day now's the time i put his book i know many of you are asking it's linked in the comments i know you guys want these decrees and i also put his book on screen so right between me and him his book covers on my screen i was doing that right there um so you can see his book breaking curses by ryan the strange i'm telling you guys this is life. Life-changing, Apostle Ryan, thank you so much for being with us for over an hour and a half. I value our friendship. I value your time. I don't take it lightly. I know you are extremely busy. Guys, he's streaming. He, he's running a full-on ministry and a whole bunch of other things. So his time is extremely valuable. So I want to say from me to you, thank you so much for being with us, for with our community. I want to make sure that you guys go and you follow his pages. You get his book. You see what God is doing with him. Apostle, is there anywhere else before I get you off here that they can find you or anything you wanted to announce to, to our followers? Or as well well for
1: a lot of people who say i love this book almost every book i write has decrees and if you go to the strange global.shop or.com that's my website i have two i have my name ryan but that one's where most of my materials are and in the month of march i will be doing a prophetic training very detailed but foundational and biblically based. So follow me on my social media. You'll find that out. I am live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then I do a midweek Bible study uh, as well. You can find that information. That's usually typically on Thursdays. You can find that if you follow me on my social media
0: awesome so you guys need to go check that out you know go be a part of what god is doing with him because it's been powerful i would love i want to put you on the spot here there's 3200 people still on here so i want to put you on the spot i gotta have you back on soon because man tonight was just so awesome and powerful and i really do appreciate you getting on here and being a part of you know what god is doing with our community and then being able to really share with us these breaking curses amazing we need more of this thank you so much for being with us tonight Thank you. And you awesome. know I love
1: you and I'm a big admirer of everything you're doing. So you guys keep supporting Isaiah, following him. I believe you're a trailblazer and a good friend. So thank you thank so you, much. Thank
0: you, man. Appreciate, love you. Take care. Thank you so much. God bless. This is, we're going to be awesome. oh, oh, on oh, this is the video guys. Let me cancel out of this. Awesome, <laughs> awesome tonight, guys. What a powerful time. Wow. I'm like my my head is just up in the clouds right now the power of god has been flowing i just felt it so strong while he was sharing while he was praying i know god is bringing deliverance and breakthrough to many of you tonight and so this is your guys's moment this is your time to get set free to get delivered by the power and the presence of god don't miss your opportunity guys if you want to sew here's what we're going to do i do this every week i'm going to sew into our guest because he spent time with us he poured into us and it's the right thing to do so do me a favor i know i played the video was already going right there so do me a favor guys and Sow into what God is doing through our stream so that I could financially support him tonight. Please, please, please. We're not going to take a long offering, but the links to give are right there. Like I said, he poured out for an hour and a half. Please sew the links in the description, the links in the chat.